Dee Dee Moonflyer here. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic Podcast. As always, I have a freshly brewed batch of the strange and unusual to share with you. So grab your favorite tonic, step inside the broom closet, and let's get started. Tonight on Twilight Tonic, I'd like to welcome demonologist Leighton Meyer, and believe it or not, he is from Fort Wayne, Indiana, who would figure, hello, Leighton, how are you? I am doing great. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. So tell the folks, why demonology? How did you get started in it? How? Why? <laughs> so I know there's so much uh, behind <laughs> it. Um I'll first start off with the definition of demonology, which is the study of ancient religions, languages, cultures, and just the history. And uh, the Sumerians, always uh, the oldest uh, culture that we know about as of right now that was on this planet, always was so fascinating. But what got me started on the path was when I was in high school, my dad gave me this book, An Exorcist Tells His Tales. And uh, the book was about a priest who would go uh, do all these exorcisms. And during them, so many supernatural things would occur. And it was just fascinating to me knowing that there's more than just one reality overlaying us. And I grew up as a Christian, and uh, so I always had that prayer and knowing that there's like supernatural, but I didn't really know much behind it. So mm-hmm. this book was just so fascinating and I just wanted, I wouldn't put it down. And then I finished it and started going on church retreats, learning everything I could about Catholicism. And while I was doing that, I was also learning as much as I could about magic because the book, the exorcist tells his tales, wasn't just about his tales there, but also about different magic workings and methods. And of course, in that, uh, the way they saw it through the eyes of the book, it was not something you should get into. But, you know, being curious about it, I figured, you know, I need to go check this out and, you know, start testing things myself. So uh, when it hit about 2013, um, I had dived really deep into Catholicism as well as magic. But I always had this, uh, it was kind of like 
feeling like a hypocrite in a sense because I'd be at church and learning about magic. And so I didn't have my protection up. And when you start getting working in the supernatural field, whether that's going looking for UFOs or contacting spirits or even honestly in your everyday life, I find, you know, that's one of the biggest keys you need before you go diving deep into things. And there was one point where I yelled out to the universe, I didn't care if anything was going to watch over me or not. Mm. And whatever wanted to take me on could take me on. And unfortunately, uh, that wish was granted. Um, So for the next seven to eight months uh, at 3 a.m., when I would try to sleep, I'd be awoken uh, to a noise or feeling like I'm watched. And then uh, at random times when I'd be on like walks, I would look uh, and I would see black cats everywhere. And I don't believe black cats are negative. Mm-hmm. Um, in Japan, they're actually a sign of good luck. Right. But it was like a messenger and it wasn't a normal size animal. And like, let's say a cat about the size of, hmm, best way to put it is like a medium-sized dog, like would be fall like in random places, and it'd always be sitting and staring directly at me. And I would see this cat, and anytime I'd go towards it, it would go away. But it was really big, and so I I felt something was going on. And uh, one of the nights it hit a point where as time was going on and progressing, um, when you don't do anything, the, anything that becomes attached to you, that's like when it builds its power and it, uh, can just basically take more hold of your life. And I woke up one night feeling like I was watched and I turned over and there was about a four foot tall like girl standing there in all white with black hair over her face. And, I never saw the movie The Ring. I hadn't seen the movie The Grudge. I still haven't seen it. And I saw the standing there just staring at me. And I had so much terror instilled within me. And all I could do was throw over my covers and wait for four hours so the sun came up before I got up because I just didn't want to look. And at that point, I knew I had to get rid of it. And I just, I wasn't too sure how. So I started reading about different exorcisms from different, of religions and seeing like, oh, should I try this one or that one? And I eventually met this uh, psychic and I didn't know she was psychic and she didn't know how spiritual I was. So one time we were going on this walk and we ended up talking and she ended up saying to me towards the end of the walk, I don't know how to tell you this, but you know, you have an attachment on you. And then I said, is it a girl? And she said, yes, like her, mm-hmm. very shocked. And so at that moment, I knew it wasn't just some story that was concocted in my mind and that it was an issue. And I ended up writing out um, on a piece of paper all the things I forgave myself for uh, and asked for, at that time, St. Michael the Archangel to come down and be with me and take away this and cast them away out of my life and just get this out. And then I burned that letter and... Uh, a month went by later and I just started feeling like myself again, so lively and uh, the detachment departed from me. And from there, 
I had a fire about learning about this to its to the next degree to where when people I would ask people if they had any spiritual issues and people would come out of the woodwork just like I'm walking uh, in some establishment and someone mm-hmm. say hey um have, do you know anything about uh spiritual contact or anything about exorcisms like people who I've never met and mm-hmm. I hadn't had any content out about me doing any of this and I started going to different people's houses, cleansing them. I did performed a few exorcisms and uh, which were really wild. Um, one of them, uh, one of the craziest cases, uh, this man hadn't talked for about eight years and was addicted to these drugs and he barely could hold his job. And so he actually had a Ouija board that they had opened up a portal and never mm-hmm. shut it and kept, kept the Ouija board in the house. And then they would try to get rid of it and then it would appear back at their mm-hmm. house. So I just took it. I went to a holy graveyard and just dug it down there. And then we did some prayers together. And it, it's like seeing someone who has a blank stare on their face to someone fully alive and vibrant, full of life. And they they were able to talk and they changed completely who they were. Mm -hmm. And um, just those type of experiences were just so, so great. I got so so grateful because it's not me doing it. It's the spirit, the Supreme being doing everything through me. I'm just able to be that vessel. um, And, do when I'm called, you know, here to do. And mm-hmm. going down that was, I did that path for a while till I got to a point where I got really into start casting spells. And I just kept doing different sorts of uh, magic. I didn't work with any demon at that time because right. I was afraid to. Like, what is your degree in? You have a degree, I believe, don't you? Yeah, I have a degree in demonology. Okay, so you actually went to college for this, correct? Yep, yep, yep. I uh, so after I uh, was learning about it myself, that's when uh, I was thinking about becoming an exorcist uh, and becoming a priest for the Catholic Church. But when I went to the mm-hmm. school here in town, St. Francis, talking about theology degree, they said it was about twenty five thousand dollars a semester, and I didn't have my mind basically said, well, that's not going to happen. And then um, through a few podcasts, someone, um, his name was Jerry Williams, started just telling people about the school where they teach demonology uh, at Michigan State mm-hmm. and uh, how you could take some courses online and then do online classes and all that. And so that's when I went aboard doing that and started doing that. And uh that was that was really helpful. It was really kind of a basic thing over like the Sumerians and just Jewish folklore yeah. and different exorcisms and stuff. But it was still really, really great and helpful. But when it came to like hands on in the field, it didn't really have that. And that's where I I put I guess the Supreme being put it in my hands to go do that. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> couldn't escape it. But I eventually uh got to a point where I really wanted to work with a spirit out of the Goetia. And 
Uh, the Goetia has 72 spirits uh, that helped out Solomon build his temple. Mm-hmm. And there's different ad- demonic beings that each one have their own speciality, speciality and can help you with certain things. And uh, something also really fascinating is the word daemon, a demon, is actually daemon, which comes from the Greek word, which is a helpful spirit. So as the years progressed forward, it got very twisted. And mm-hmm. learning things like that, just like how the ancient religions had a lot of things that occurred, especially the flood myth, all over the world, mm-hmm. all religions and cultures talk about a great flood. And most of them talk about uh, aircrafts and also giants. And that's a whole other tangent that we could go right. on. But yeah. um <laughs> But it just, uh, I just felt like, you know, with a spirit that will, I could feel comfortable with, but break outside of my box. So I chose the spirit Salos out of the Croatia because it said he was the friendliest, kind hearted, and caring. And I was working on a love spell because at that time, I was just starting to obsess over love spells. That's what got me into trouble with the attachment in the first place. But um, I was working with him, and one of the fascinating things he told me, and at the time I smoked cigarettes, he says, if you really want to make things work between you and this individual, you have to quit smoking. And I was doing it for like five years at the time, and I was like, well, okay, I'll, I'll quit. And I quit, and a couple months later, uh, I asked, asked Salos, why hasn't she come back? And he said... <laughs> Because she's not good for you. I just told you to do that so you'd better yourself. <laughs> and it was so funny and ironic. And from that point forward, I, my whole entire paradigm about demonic beings changed. That, you know, it's all just a perspective and what is good, what is bad. And so I started just diving in, working with being after being. And through each working, I have been able to like really solidify and understand myself more. And I worked with the, like I worked with the spirit Belial. I really, my, basically I got life thrown in my face and showing me how I was so hyper-focused on things that didn't matter and how I need to care more for the people who are close in my life. And I love people more and love what I'm doing with my life instead of worrying about judging myself upon someone else mm-hmm. or worrying about what other people or another individual thinks about you. Because if you're so busy worrying about that, then you won't see your authentic light and be able to shine that forth into the world and really just help people to the maximum. Cause we're all here for a purpose. And I believe we're all here to be able to assist one another and, all these spirits just really helped me out in the Goetia. And so from there, I just started reading into uh, like the Simon Necronomicon and worked with a couple of beings from that. And, uh, and people say, when you're working with the spirit, what does that mean? And everyone is different. And for myself specifically, I, as a kid, have always had this imagination Mm-hmm. to where everything could be sort of just crystal clear and so i'll just sit in silence in a dark room for 
10, 15 minutes. And sometimes I'll light a candle or, you know, play some background, just like kind of trance music. And I put my mind in a theta gamma right, like wavelength. And so it's like I'm really open and, and receptive. And so I'll just sit there and then I'll call forth whether I say a demonic in, which is just like basically just the the phone the phone number to call for a spirit by just like stating over and over i would say one but i'm not i'm not gonna do that on a podcast just in case <laughs> you know you. i'll just say, say oh absolutely <laughs> totally understand that um or you can uh, have it sigil which is uh every spirit has basically a symbol mm-hmm. uh, this resonant symbol and uh so I'll just draw that out and then I'll put, uh, just think about the intent in which I'm trying to have forth and manifest and staring into that sigil while I enter that theta game of sync mm-hmm. and visualize that end goal. And from there I, I will hear maybe audibly, or it's like you can actually hear it in the room or sometimes I get this visual flash Mm-hmm. That comes forth to show me like what the spirit wants me to do or if they've accepted that or what it wants to just tell me. And uh, I have a journal and I think everyone going down this path, definitely or really any spiritual path needs to have a journal because you'll start having these synchronicities and omens occur. And mm-hmm. so throughout that, I just like one time <laughs> I was working with uh, the the Watchers, which are uh, basically the fallen angels, the 200 fallen angels that came down and made it with the women and created giants on Earth. And they taught about herbs and uh, alchemy and just all sorts of things. And I was working with them, and they always come as three ravens. And so... I, everywhere I was going, when I would ask, he show me a sign, three ravens would appear. And I thought it was so crazy that they would continue to do it. And one day I woke up in the morning and said, today, please give me a sign that you are actually here. And I'm not just making up the story in my mind. And uh, I was out for delivery because I, I work for UPS. And I was out for delivery. And there was this church. And on their sign... I even took a picture of it. There's a sign that said, this is your sign. And there was three ravens standing <laughs> right in front of it. And I That's was like, funny. okay, <laughs> so I know this is real now. Now working with these beings, it's complete opposite of what people would think. Am I correct on yeah. that? Oh, absolutely. And the, the funny part of that is like, if you work with Raphael, the Archangel, which mm-hmm. I do as often as I can, if you had his energy in the room and then it left and then a demon there in the room and left, you wouldn't be able to tell necessarily the difference. And now energetically, you might feel a different energy, but it's just a powerful energy. And like mm-hmm. if they were in a physical form, standing side by side, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference either. So it's just kind of a... In my opinion, I feel like as lots of the world is trying to tell you that there's only this 3D. You're just well, we're born here out of chance, and the spiritual spirituality doesn't exist. And if they tell you something's forbidden, it's because there's actually something behind it. 
And so from my experience with working with from St. Michael, the Archangel or um, Duchess Bune, uh, it's, it's all been very uh, life changing in a positive way. There's never been anything negative. I mean, I've had, different spirits i've asked oh can you help me out with this situation and situation Mm -hmm. not go right but then i understand why um that was in for my best interest you know just like that girl thing like sal was saying she's not only not good for you but you know you'd be wasting your time and your energy and it could put you in a darker place so it is always about having that higher understanding for your higher purpose but yes uh from every being I've worked with, it's all went great. Now I do hear stories where things go bad, but that's because, uh, from my understanding, people are kind of like this, not only disrespectful, but it's kind of like, give me this and and get out of here. And just like, kind of just rude. And I'm like, that, that nothing's going to go good. If you're doing that here in the physical world mm-hmm. for Pete's sake, you know? Right. So, yeah. And do you think sometimes, I've always, I can't say I'm always curious because there's a side of me that, of course, strays away from anything to do with that because I, I'm not educated in that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm educated yeah. in different things, but I always found it interesting is when, because when the church talks about demons and things like that, they're never in a good light. No, not at all. Uh, and, you know, even when I, I would talk to priests uh, about even that guy I said earlier about Damon his teacher in Greek and um, like Astarte uh, from Mesopotamia. Mm-hmm. Uh, after they were conquered, she was demonized and called Astaroth. Mm-hmm. And uh, Crusades, when they went and they just started destroying anything that wasn't Christian, that in my eyes started making me be like, well, why are they doing all this stuff? Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know, it just made me look deeper with that. So, and I, I actually, I taught CCD and uh, high school uh, Catholicism for about four years of my life. And every time I would, by the, towards the ending of it, um, someone would just be like, they're, you're too open and talking too, too freely. Like people <laughs> like, what, what do you think about Egypt? And I was like, well, I think it was really ancient and Lots of things occurred and beings probably from other universes coming down and they they didn't like that. They didn't like me talking about the giants. They just none of that ever worked. And I always usually got cast out, but you know, it was sure. okay. <laughs> and it, I'd rather open some minds get kicked out the door than, you know, just not say anything. But yeah, I, I definitely see how, you know, especially like if you would have asked me, even when I was just getting involved with it, it wasn't so sure. about five years ago when I really got comfortable with working with just any spirit, you know, obviously there's some that you read and you're not going to want to call it up because it's like, it sounds like a really dark spirit. You know, there's a, there's just a, a vibe and a feeling I get when I read uh, different ones. And I've like the Simon Necronomicon, that was, uh, that one was probably the scariest for me because it's like, no one has anything about what this is. And I don't know what's going to happen. And if you saw, you know, the movie Ash versus the evil dead, 
<laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, things are about no, to no, get no. crazy in this household. <laughs> oh, God. That's but, that's something. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't. Yeah, I've not had anything on that. Um, And what I find, have found in my life, uh, and it's what I call the black light alchemy, is it really can help you out in the physical uh, so much. I mean, not only your sp- spiritual and mental, but physically, like working with certain spirits can help help you push yourself to the next level. Like uh, one spirit I asked to help uh, Arias, I asked, can you help me uh, mentally uh, be able to break my mile, like the time on my mile, because I couldn't beat 650 for 10 years. And then I just had a sigil in my pocket and I went on a run and uh, my time was 634 when I was finished. And I was like, wow, that was like, really awesome. And then another spirit, uh, when I actually worked with the great Orca whale, uh, which that, that's my shaman path uh, when, I, when I was doing that, um, he, the great Orca told me I would have to take cold showers every single night for 30 days. And uh, to get, I found out how healthy and how mentally it helps you out so much. But once I started that path working, the next day the a blizzard happened outside, and every day was uh, <laughs> no, no, no. just a complete <laughs> storm. And then I'd have have to do the freaking ice the shower, and it was a really great uh, thing. And it built my fortitude and my just like resistance, like when cold wind hits me, it doesn't make me shrivel up into a prune. I'm just like, whatever. All right, let's just totally fine. Let's just keep going forward. And I just, uh, I find all these, uh, everything you can do spiritually with working with anything, not only will you get like those omens and the signs, but they will also help you evolve and just become more in love with your life. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like Lugala B to Burr from the Simon Necronomicon really helped me realize how much I love my music and how I need to work on sharpening myself with my music and um, all, kind of showing me the things I really wanted to work on in my life from like mm-hmm. my training and what type of things I needed to quit doing, which is just sitting around gaming or <laughs> just wasting my time doing things like really like, what is it you really like? And uh, now double down on it and focus right. on it. Yeah. So, out of curiosity, with all of the education you had with the church and outside of the church and stuff, do you find that me personally, and I have nothing against any religion whatsoever, obviously I just don't, but Christianity seems to me had taken the ancient gods and goddesses and turned them into something really bad. Yeah, that's you nailed it spot on. And that was, uh, uh, I feel very unfair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it is. It's it's like like a brainwash. And it's like, why would you guys hide that from people? Why would you demonize Astarte's name into Asheroth in the Goetia that says, if she goes from a loving goddess that you can go to mm-hmm. for healing and becoming a warrior to now inside of the here, it's a male figure that if you don't put a brass ring in front of your eye, and say a certain incantation, her po- it's it's poisonous breath will blind you and haunt you. It's like I I think it's there's just a way of like control mm-hmm. and the god of Christianity, Islam, and Judaism 
is a god of war and control. And when you're really reading between the lines and seeing things, it just kind of shows that, that he's nothing. All he wants is war and everyone to worship him. And now when it comes to Jesus, I find that to be completely different. Mm-hmm. I find Jesus, um, especially the Gnostic Jesus, um, the Gnostic Jesus is more about telling us that we are also divinity within and can do anything. And even in the Bible, it states, you know, I have done miracles and so will you do greater things than I. And so I'm just, the contradictions going on between that versus to have no God before me, if you worship anything else, you should be mutilated and killed and right. all the mm. pilgrimage pilgrimaging and just it's just I, I feel like there has been a narrative that has been told to us and has been fed to us and it, it even goes as deep as into our school systems and Hollywood and just the fact of control and mm. even the f- fluoride we have in our waters. I, I go to this place called the natural grocery here in town. So I can get a water that has a higher alkaline uh-huh. base and uh, making sure there's no fluoride in it because the stuff that we get in our sinks or in a shower and drinking fountains, it has fluoride, which makes your uh, pineal gland calcified. And back when um, the Nazis had Jews uh, at their concentration camps, they'd actually put fluoride in the water. So they become more docile and they wouldn't rebel and they wouldn't think for themselves. And so with things like that that have occurred and things like that are still going on to this day at a mass scale, it's just I've always had I have a you no know, Illuminati guy, but like I've always <laughs> had a suspicion that there's lots of things just being withheld and we have to go forth. And whatever we feel our hearts right to really fulfill our spiritual purpose here. And, you know, I loved the church when I was in it. And I'm so thankful, so thankful for all the experiences and thing I was, things I was able to learn there. But I just found as time went on and the more demons I worked with and the more I was going down that path, that not only was I feeling less constricted and having chains on me, uh, while I was at the church, but like I just felt more freedom and I loved myself more when I walked away. And I just, just no, there's no explanation other than, you know, my, my spirit telling you that was the right choice to do. And like I said, like all that knowledge about, you know, like the giants and Bible passages and all that has been so, you know, wonderful for me and helped build a foundation. But I definitely hit a point where I wanted to expand and I'm so thankful I did. And, you know, I just, I really feel bad for the gods that have had their names twisted and thrown in the mud. And so by telling others about my experiences or doing magic for others or anything along those lines, it helps Mm -hmm. show them that, you know, maybe the narrative isn't true that's going on and, it, it's time to open their mind to something new and uh yeah there's just been multiple occasions with uh from my buddy even today who called me mm-hmm. his leg was really hurting and 
there was um he just prayed to Raphael and put this uh, stuff on his leg and I did that jowl that uh that I made on his leg and within like a minute his foot completely felt great no problem at all and I actually had lost my job and uh at UPS and I didn't know what to do to get my job back other than just open up um this sigil called the master key and I just stared into it and asked all the watchers to help me be able to get my job back, no matter what it would take. And yeah, uh, two weeks later, they called me in and uh, they gave me my job back. And uh, <laughs> it was mind blowing. It was absolutely mind blowing. So it's just like all these limitations, like the word limitation has been removed from my vocabulary because I know we can achieve and do anything here set on the earth. And when you read back of the ancient text, back in Samaria, there are beings moving, moving blocks with their mind, telekinesis, great grand magic. Um, and like, just like the pyramids and such, like all their design is so precise where they're located and, and connected up to the stars. And it's like, there's gotta be a higher, consciousness they were tapped into to know this knowledge and so now it's like you know i'm on this endless quest of how much knowledge can be learned and you know be able to talk to others about their experiences and mine to just kind of help everyone kind of walk more towards into the bring in the fifth dimension here mm. and i know that might sound a little wild but yeah <laughs> well they say we're moving into another another dimension now um, the uh, I think they called it oh, oh Age of Aquarius with mm -hmm. um, the truth being shown, which I I think everyone could agree, especially the media and seeing how that's all been portrayed out and the control behind that and everything else going on. The truth is coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, there's things going on in the shadows as well as in our own lives. You know, especially mm -hmm. to our own selves. Like I. Even from a year ago, I realized how I was just kind of half halfway doing it instead of going 110% in on myself and what I need to focus in on and what was like an illusion of what matters versus what really matters. So I do feel that. I definitely feel that. <laughs> so what are the watchers? So the audience kind of knows. I, I'm not quite sure myself. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, in the Bible, the Watchers are the 200 fallen angels that uh, fell from heaven and then came here on the earth. And then they taught mankind about like herbs, medicines, warfare, and just those type of things. And they've they're, they've just been here ever since. And so, uh, yeah, just the 200 fallen angels, which I don't... I don't think they're negative at all. They're so positive. And I asked about the giants because mm -hmm. in the Bible it says that they created giants and there's giants around the world. And there was some that are destructive, you know, like destroying and eating people, cannibalizing and such. And uh, Shinyaza, who's the leader of the watchers is just saying like, you have on, you have good humans and bad humans, such as we, there are good giants, bad giants. Mm -hmm. And then good angels, bad angels. And so it just kind of made me, you know, 
realize that duality exists, yet it doesn't exist at the same time. And that might sound a little weird, but it's just like, it's all about intent. Like for like a spider, when it eats a bug, it's bad for the bug, but it's good for the spider. So, you know, like it's those type of things. It's like, I don't know exactly what, now there's certain things in the lines I won't ever cross, like killing or anything like that. Cause I don't think that's good for anyone or any, anything on that matter. But, you know, um, like medicine was considered evil way back, like, in the 17, before the 1700s, but like medicine used to be magic because it was like, how in the sure. hell did they make this? And then through time, it's been understood. And I feel like that's kind of like what we're going through right now is as time progresses forward, all the things we're calling magic will finally have the understanding of it. And I definitely, like when I was talking earlier about putting your intent in a sigil and then the synchronicities will occur as you carry that sigil around until you get what you desire manifest. And, you know, I think it's just kind of like that in itself is really magical because it just shows like where your intent goes, everything flows and to always be mentally balanced and meditation. And that's, that's a huge thing. I think whether or not someone wants to enter a spiritual field, that meditation is so needed just for the grounding and for you to be able to know yourself, have your intent for the day and appreciation and gratitude. Cause I think that's the biggest issue the world has is the lack of gratitude. Oh, uh, just yeah. because we have so much abundance and so much life and especially we're, you know, in America, my goodness gracious, uh, we're so blessed with everything that's going on. Like for, I mean, not everything that's going on, but you know, for the most part, like we got food around the corner at the market here, there, and there. So, yeah. Sorry, that was a tangent. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. So if the watchers are the fallen angels that came down and taught us herbalism and things like that, that would explain why at the time they burned all of the midwives and the herbalists and the women that were doctors in the 1700s during the witch trials. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. To suppress the knowledge from going forth. And, you know, people, when they killed people over like the Indians, just killing all that, all their teachings and stuff that they had, and they just thought that they, what they weren't, tapped into anything and yet they were so tapped into everything but it's all been about that suppression for sure so if you could tell somebody if someone came up to you and go you know i'm really interested in this demonology thing what would be the first thing you would tell them to go do my first question would be what is becoming so intriguing about it? Is it, is it because you feel like you want to do some spell for some material desire or is it for something beyond that and growing their spiritual self? Or is it, it would, it really would matter what their intent was behind it just for the spirit, a spiritual (laughs) sake of that. But the first step I would definitely say is the meditation. Like that's 
because if you're not grounded and because I experienced this, like the first four years deep in the spiritual field, I didn't do any meditating and my mind would go crazy. And uh, so many things would occur that it's like, it's, everything gets really trippy. Um, and anyone that's like, life becomes like you're living on a psychedelic completely sober. Like once you go down that path, which is, you know, some people like that and other people don't, but I would definitely say meditation would be the first. Mm -hmm. And then what is it that you're trying to grow with and gain in your life? Is it um, more love for yourself? Is it a better paying job? Is it to open your third eye more? And depending on what the answer to that was, I could point them in a direction to a spirit to work with. And if they weren't comfortable with a, de a demon, then there's multiple angels that do the same things. And there's fairies that do different things. There's just like the, the Raven. When I worked with the Raven, I would see the clairvoyance, what would happen throughout my entire day as soon as I would wake up. And I did that for about a week till I couldn't handle it anymore. But it just <laughs> it just really matters uh, what the person's interest was and where I'd point them um you know for for the starting off and everything right i've always been curious about that because i know you know you hear a lot of stories about people doing stuff they shouldn't be doing with these deities mm -hmm. or holding like so lots of the houses and stuff i have done cleansing in mm -hmm. um there's been workings that have occurred with these with certain spirits that you know they they if someone would say oh that's that's evil well it's like dude there's an open portal a gateway here that was never shut and it was just like now it's just wide open and there was there wasn't any like caution you know there was absolutely right. no caution with that and just kind of being like, or like a ouija board so when those type of things of you know kind of go on and all that it's all all from intent you know if, mm -hmm. if you truly have that intent like it isn't just oh let's see if something happens or <laughs> blah 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 you know like then things really do materialize and come together and the spirits see that understand that and respect that you know like i i've told spirits multiple times like just like unless it's an emergency like just don't wake me up like i'm really not trying to wake up to a bang on my wall at three o'clock in the morning like i've already had a deal with all that stuff it's not happening anymore like we're chilling out on that and you know just being honest as well as forefront of the spirit like they know your intent inside so if you're just trying to use them and not like learn about them as you're working with them, you know, towards your manifestation, they're kind of like, well, you're just kind of using me. Like that's kind of rude. So it's definitely check your intent before you do anything. But like, if that's a green light, then mm -hmm. it's all a green light. You're good to go. <laughs> so what would you tell someone if they are being approached by them? Well, if they feel comfortable if it's not because there, there's a feeling you get when you know it's negative, like you know when someone's watching you and you mm -hmm. know someone's watching you and it's like, Ugh. if you're having, <laughs> yes, <laughs> if, if you're having that type of feeling, 
then it's not cool. Like, in my opinion, that is not cool. And I would definitely address that spirit and tell them they need to stop and then get your ancestors or your guardians involved to make them stop if they don't. But if you feel a call or a pull, I would say don't be afraid. Go go forth with it. Follow your intuition. Because our intuitions really do tell us what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you doubt that, that's when you fall into the pitfalls. So I would say definitely just be open. And if you can kind of maybe see a visual reference in your mind's eye of what this being looks like, maybe go check out online, start searching and you'll know, you'll absolutely know when it's the, when it's that being that's been calling on you and you'll be given the signs and you'll, you'll see the breadcrumbs. Like if that's really going on, it will pull you to it. Just don't, don't be afraid, but definitely also don't ever feel pushed around. Um, That's, that's the biggest lesson I learned from King Belial is just don't, don't let any spirit or person push you around. Stand in your divinity with who you are and in your truth. You know, don't be afraid if someone's being a little bit rude to say, hey, you know, um, if you could stop this, I'd appreciate that. Just be honest. And also, right. yeah, honesty, like with yeah, working with the spirit, being honest with them, but even in your own life, just being honest with people like that's just Jesus. We talk about don't have a weight on your shoulders anymore. That will set you free right there. <laughs> no, don't knock on my wall and don't knock on my windows. That's all I ask. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the window knocker's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, there's there's lots of spirits that you can work with for banishing, uh, like Azrelu do for the Simon Necronomicon or St. Michael the Archangel. Or Gabriel, the Archangel. You know, there's multitudes of different uh, spirits that do help out with that protection mm-hmm. uh, for that case. And even the fifth pinnacle of Mars, it's got like the scorpion shape on it. If you draw that out, if you just type that in on Google, fifth pinnacle of Mars, even that symbol just being in your room when you call something up, sure, it's going to keep away all the extra things because sometimes other things do get in. And that's just that's just sometimes just the way it goes. Not always, and I'm not had it happen in a long time. But like when you're on the astral plane, especially when you're when you've really been working on your spiritual practices and then you're calling spirits, it's basically like if a a a, buzz, a moth seeing a light out in the darkness. Like oh yes, things definitely. just come to you, just flying because not only are you opened up and you grow through your spiritual stuff, but now they're like, oh my gosh, I can get attention. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, you know, after you're done working with a spirit, you definitely can say, uh, you can wa- stay here for a while and then go when you want, but you're just pissed now to go forth for my request. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, you'll, you'll know when they go, but yeah, it's just between those moments of calling them in and then them going. Anything that sticks around afterwards, and it's why I like to have Polly Santos or some sage on me just to do a cleansing. I like usually doing it before and after. So it's like, here's a clean place for you to come, spirit. And then thank you so much. But uh, recently, I've not been doing it after just because I'm like, I love this energy. It's so great. So. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, this girl's a sager. I sage everything. <laughs> it's it completely makes you uh feel lighter, you know, especially if you're having a rough day and you like that. It just feels mm-hmm. like the energy body just has this weight lifted off and uh the salt baths too are also like Yes. You know, definitely needed at least at least once every two months just to get that cycle in there. And I, I love I love I'm a big antique collector. I love antiques. Love mm-hmm. them. Every time I get one, it gets saged before it comes in. <laughs> the house. Hey, that's smart. That is very smart. I have definitely heard of cases where People sell things really cheaply, and it's because some there's a bigger price that's on it. You know, yes. well, and I I love antiques, but and the ones I'm drawn to, I'm always really careful with. <laughs> but <laughs> when I love them and and I want them, of course, I sage them to death. You know, and it's just how I am. I don't want to bring anything in that doesn't need to be here. Yeah, exactly. There's already enough on the plate of life. You know, there's yeah. no point to add anything else there. When Fort Wayne is so active, people don't realize how active it is here. It's very active. Oh, yeah, I feel. And I think it's only it's only increased in the past, like, 10 years. Like, since 2012, mm-hmm. uh, everything is really, like, more people have become more awakened to the spiritual spirituality and its existence, but like also just vibes. Like there's some forests that I feel like, like over at Buckner park, going that back forest, it just gives you so much peace and it just feels so tranquil. And then there's other places like down certain places, downtown. It's like, I am, mm, I'm good. I'm good under this bridge where we can move on from here. <laughs> See you later. Bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one follow me home. And something too is like people people need to be aware of graveyards. Uh, to just not walk through them. Uh, just for no like with no purpose or messing around in a graveyard because lots of spirits communicate like gather there and they will follow you home. Like there's. I've had multiple cases of people that have had has occurred with and they have to go back there and just basically do a Thanksgiving and saying apology and, you know, kind of just taking care of that because just waltzing through sacred ground, things can definitely hop on you. And I mean, even negative people honestly can drain you and be kind of like psychic vampires. And you have Mm -hmm. to be cautious about that, too. And, you know, I'm all about the giving love to people and showing that light. But there does come a point where you have to be strong and say, you know, you're negative. You're not good for my life. And it doesn't matter what I say to you. You're not going to change. You just kind of have to move on, you know, and that can be really hard. But, you know, for your spiritual life and health. It is, it's healthy to give yourself an audit every once in a while on Mm -hmm. what you're doing, the people you're around and what you've been focusing on and, and what you eat, you know, that really is a huge part. That's, that's been a part of my journey. And the program I made is called the black light alchemy. And it's really focused in on that, um, bettering your body through, you know, different meditations, uh, there's different spirits to work with, different foods you should be eating, different practices of yoga and qigong and 
uh, just those type of things that just help you become more having a more understanding of the endless possibilities that are out there. You know, there's just so much culture and so much knowledge and it's, it's honestly endless and just, you know, getting your mind a little bit open on it just starts giving you the breadcrumb for you to go down whichever pathway you're supposed to go down. Mm-hmm. And I know you're talking about, um, you working in the shamanistic field as well. And, um, I, I am kind of curious on how you started on that. Oh, I'm, I'm far from a shaman. I'm not a shaman at all. Actually. I'm, I'm a seeker. I'm, you know, I, I like to, I have a path that I follow. Definitely. I am, I'm pagan and and I'm, I'm not real open about that, but I am, I keep my kind of my beliefs to myself because I'm very open to everybody's belief and I I respect Christianity and I respect Hinduism and actually everything. I'm very fascinated by it all. I'm fascinated by people. Um, But I think I turned away from the church a little bit simply because I found as a child, it was simply unfair to a huge amount is what my path is why I ended up doing what I do now. And I was a dancer for 30 years professionally. Oh, wow. So I didn't have a lot of time until I moved to Fort Wayne to like go back into my spiritual time where it was more about me trying to grow. You know, I had a dance company. I was a teacher. I taught at a a community college in Dayton, which I loved. And I loved my dancers and I loved my students and all of that, but it was my life, basically. But yeah. now that I'm back on this path, I'm more interested in what people have experienced to explain what I have experienced throughout my life. Mm, I understand that. So, you know, several since I was little experiences, you know, in my family and experiences all through my adulthood. So why not have a show and listen to what other people have to say? And I learned from it, and it's amazing. And, you know, I, I did um, a soul retrieval with Julie. It was amazing. I love Julie. Um, and healings with her. And now I'm just, like, researching everybody's belief system because I find it extremely fascinating. Yeah, and it then it also, you know, helps you solidify more and more in exactly what it is you believe. And yeah. that's what it's done for me. I can't can't even like the past 10 years that my paradigms have changed about four different times and I'm like, "Holy smokes, I'm over here, you know, you get on top of one mountain peak thinking you're to the top and then you look up <laughs> and realize there's another one right there." What's well, kind of your lifelong student, I think in spirituality, which I like cuz I like to learn things, but I I think the other interesting thing is you know like I have my favorite goddesses, you know, I love Freya and I love I have a bird named Freya and I like Morgana, you know. So I think we're all drawn to different things for a reason. There's all all pantheons, you know, they they all have they shine forth a truth, and I think all of you know, like religions and such, they all have truth to them. Mm-hmm. But if you get learn them all and get much, you know, 
immersion into all of them, then you're able to pick out the pieces and, and it really builds like the true picture, you know, what your, your higher self's trying to tell you. And I find it really interesting. They have the same message and nobody believes that. Oh, I know. I be know. a good person. Don't hurt others. And be kind. Do as you will. Harm none. <laughs> Giants and floods, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you do something bad, it's going to come right back to you. You know, it. it's really interesting. They all have similar messages. And I don't know why it's so hard. Just be nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll be nice and don't be selfish. Don't be geez, Louise. I mean... Uh, it- I mean, my diet consists, I'm a veg- big vegetarian going on veganism now. And I tell you, I feel healthier, <laughs> you know? Oh, I bet. I, I bet. I, I tried doing uh, veganism for two months and it was it was definitely rough. I don't have uh, meat as much as I used to, but I, I can tell you, you, you feel lighter and you're really... You have more clarity yeah. when you eat cleaner like that, for sure. Like, I still got a little bit of the animal in me, which is okay, because I'll take it out <laughs> off in the gym. <laughs> but, I mean, they all have the same message. That's why I find what you do so fascinating, because I have no knowledge in that. Oh, yeah. And it's, it, I, I love it so much because it's, like, so... Uh, it's. People, uh, you say the word demon and a million things hit, hit their mind, you know, and uh, to be able to have that discussion and explain like, you know, there's things were demon eyes. OK, and uh, things are trying to be hidden from us. And, you know, there's a lot more love and these other fields and what we're told about. And so it's just. Look and search more for the truth. It's just, I don't know, it's just so intriguing. And, you know, I went into it thinking I was going to be basically proven that I was right. And I was just proven wrong on how much knowledge as well as how much love um, I was, I've been given by these spirits. And as well as love for myself and for others, you know, I, I found... I really do care even more about people and, you know, just understanding, like, why not open up the door for someone? Why not say, hey, you have a wonderful day and go out of your way to say that. Like, that can totally affect someone's day. I know it does for me. You know, someone says, hey, you have yourself a great day and smiling. Jeez, little Pete, why don't we all just all do that? Right. Grow our own gardens in our backyard and collect rainwater and then the word you know running out of food and all that will also be thrown out of our vocabulary you know we'll only have the word abundance in there (laughs) well and i think it's interesting too do you think in catholicism the priests know that the the demons and stuff aren't all bad is this something they know but what is up with that whole I find it interesting because what is up with their whole section because they take that very seriously isn't there like just one or two priests that do exorcisms in the Catholic Church um so they have in their diocese basically you'll have about one or one or two per state that will go do exorcisms uh and they have to be appointed by the bishop. 
Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of mad that I was doing exorcisms, not being appointed by anyone other than myself, uh, which <laughs> that's been a problem in my life. I like to just do things and get uh, ask for forgiveness, not for permission. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they they just they choose who does it and they go out and do, you know, do their exorcisms and stuff. But even the exorcist of our diocese I talked to and he didn't even really have a belief in demonic possession, which didn't make any sense to me. So I don't, I, I don't really know, to be honest. Uh, I don't think that they're, I think they truly believe that they're all bad. And, but people from, you know, the higher, the top, top, the people above the Bishop, I think they maybe have an, an inkling and an idea about that but they're definitely not going to be sharing that to anyone and any priest you talk to i haven't talked to one priest yet that's had an open mind about it and even when i just said can i pray for them like i didn't ask where i said pray for them. they said no don't even waste your time and i was like wow that's that's a little bit harsh you know like i don't know but i, I as a kid the kid that would be in preschool that had spawn action figures love the grim reaper and just love the color of black and could wear it all the time like i just always <laughs> had that resonance in me so i do feel like you know things in my past who i was now it all starting to make sense uh, mm-hmm. why i am who i am and that's also as i've moved gone on in my life like i find you understand why things occurred and why you are who you are and why your you know uh, your guardians were who they were and like understanding them more as you grow older and mm-hmm. it's just life's just so beautiful and uh yeah i know that's a little bit off on what you're saying about do you think that they know but yeah i i don't feel like most know and i like i said there if i talked to the exorcist that was here in our diocese and they didn't believe that people could be obsessed or, um, you know, demonically being attacked or anything like that that didn't exist. It was all psychological. I, I just, I don't know what they're teaching. I really don't know what they're teaching. But, you know, then there's like Father Gabriel Morth from the book Connections Tells His Tales, where he definitely saw some crazy stuff go on. And I don't think that. Now, sometimes it could be a demon if someone gives it permission. Uh, but most of the times, I think it's just negative, just negative mags and entities like just that end up like what a poltergeist is, is an abundance, negative energy that manifests into things like that chaos. Like, for instance, I remember the household I was at this is like 10 years ago. So many things are like kind of start like flying around, and the house had a lot of negativity uh, in it. And I remember, like right at one second, this uh, suitcase fell down the stairs, nailed into the wall, made a hole in the wall, which then triggered this other thing. Like my the remote to like turn off the power to this TV that made it so you had to like call in, so then you could fix it. And then, like, all that happened when my parents walked in the house. And then that caused, right at that exact second, just a pure chaos all to occur. 
another thing is to keep building up and building up. So, you know, that negativity build up or that resentment, you know, people who are in close proximity with mm-hmm. definitely can build up that negative energy, which then can eventually manifest into a poltergeist. But then there can just be a negative beings on the astral realm that someone allows it go inside of them. And that being can say they're any spirit at all. And kind of like, once again, kind of using the people against, you know, like, oh, they'll just say that they're Asmodeus. Oh, I'm this <laughs> great demon inside of here. But it's really just some being that's a freaking caterpillar, basically, inside of someone. <laughs> oh, man. I, I wouldn't want anything. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, that's one thing. No. I, I've worked with multiple spirits and uh, I've done multiple workings and uh, even a couple packs. But I won't possession. Uh, I just don't like the feeling of uh, something like if I'm sitting in my body and it's moving and I'm not controlling it, I would not want to deal with that feeling. Now, I do have friends that totally do that and they're totally cool with that. (laughs) But that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll channel, I'll definitely do a channel, but I'm not gonna, yeah, this is my vessel. And, it's definitely known on the other realm that that is where I stand for yeah. sure on that, as <laughs> well as the, as well as no knocking on the windows or doors. That too. <laughs> so, Leighton, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, they can check out my website, uh, blacklightalchemy.com. Mm-hmm. And on there, I have a uh, contact form on my service page. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can send in a message if they need help or assistance. And I also have um, spells uh, I do for hire. Uh, and I also have a disclaimer that if it's something I don't feel right doing, I'm not going to do it. Because right. when I do anything like that, I go all in and put my whole heart and spirit behind it. And I'm not going to do anything along those lines. And if anyone is wanting to... Uh, learn about magic and kind of the formulation that I went through. I have a course that you can also find on my uh, blacklightalchemy.com. There's a link on there and I'll take them to teachable. And uh, it's a three month course. And uh, not only are you going to learn about um, the different spirits and how to work with them, but also better ways to take care of your body and help you just mentally become uh, stronger and knowing what your divine purpose is within <laughs> and then being able to have the steps to follow through uh, to make that happen. So uh, yeah, if they love to check that out, just blacklightalchemy.com. Okay. And uh, yeah, from there they can rock and roll with anything. So oh, thank you. Thank awesome. you. Thank you for coming on. Hopefully our oh. paths will cross very soon. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping so. And I appreciate you reaching out. I this has been really awesome, uh, just to discuss all these things and just hopefully everyone that listens, their mind gets opened a little bit more and everyone just keeps going forth becoming our greatest creation. Woo! Awesome. Hopefully <laughs> you'll come back on in the ne- next couple months. Hey, I will, absolutely. You just let me know when and we can make that happen. That sounds great. All right, Leighton, you have a great evening, and I look forward to hearing from you and seeing you soon. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you so much, DJ. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a good night, Leighton. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.